Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Welcome to Grand Moth Tarkin, delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly. In weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Jake. Great to be here, Terry. Do I say my name first? Riley and Jasmine. Hello. Um, Is this the ASMR edition of It's the birthday of Garrison Taylor. (laughs) 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 That's only. We know he's bad. (laughs) (laughs) We know. We know. Uh, Welcome to our show. Yeah. 2.0. GMT 2.0. It's a solemn occasion here on GMT 2.0. It's very solemn. We are talking about something that I we have we've wanted to talk about for. Yeah. We've threatened to talk about this for a long and time. And you know it. what? If you don't make good on threats, people start thinking you're soft. Yeah, and we don't want anyone <laughs> to think we're soft. Nah. So we're talking about. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. Spit I'm not scared. I'm just gonna say it. I'm not don't scared. be scared. I'm not gonna be. I'm scared. Stop being pushed around by these people out there that don't want to be pushed I'm around say it, you're not say it. by I'm the say people it. out there say it? who don't want to be pushed around by this book. I'm and waiting. by particularly Dave Wolverton. Dave Wolverton. We're reading Dave Wolverton's classic Star Wars Legends book. NYTB Esther. Do we sing it in unison? Yeah. Yes, we do. Okay. Absolutely. The courtship of Princess Leia. That worked out so well. That was really good. That was not planned. Um... We're talking about the courtship of Princess Has anybody Leia. ever thought that anything on our show was planned? <laughs> I hope not. GMT, Even things that we talked about planning? GMT 2.0 has going to have a lot more singing. A lot so more. Far, so far. That's proved true. <laughs> particularly this episode. <laughs> Which is going to annoy Isaac because I know he loves to sing. Oh, man. <laughs> Buddy, you picked the wrong time to drop out. I mean, hey, Isaac. Pe- Isaac? <laughs> You've you got some issues to deal with, buddy. I need to call him. You're really missing call him. him. Okay. We've got Isaac. Jizek and Jazzik. Quick eye update. Sure. Um, my eye is still Your watering. <laughs> yeah. From Water Watch 2018. Uh, still still watering. If anybody knows why my right eye is watering nonstop, please let me know if I'm going to die. And it has access to an ophthalmologist. Yeah. If you're a doctor, let me know. Now, as... Pals. And yeah. can I, dare I say bros? Yeah, well. Rizik, as I'm going to call you now. <laughs> Back when it was just us three. Right. Discussing. Pre, via, we're talking pre-jazz. Vi, pre-jazz 1.0, right. one could argue. <laughs> one could argue point out. Yeah, because Jasmine was 1.1. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we jumped way up to 2.0. <laughs> we skipped a lot of points. Eight, to be exact. We... When we were just like planning on what we were going to do, like what the show was going to be, we knew we wanted to talk about like kind of weird Star Wars books, mm-hmm. not your mainstream, not your father's books, not your father's Star Wars books. <laughs> we wanted to talk about your grandfather's Star Wars books. <laughs> and uh, I know that we talked about the courtship of Princess yeah, Leia. That's... I remember specifically being at a half price books and taking a picture of the cover and being like, this is the one that we need to do. This is an infamous book. Like it, it is. is... It is crazy how many people know about this book and about how bad it is. It's just like a talking point that this is this a grandma's talking point. A grandma's talking point. This is a 
the people, worst the worst when people talk about bad legends the books they're probably talking about this one and a lot of legends stuff happens in this book yeah like it's not an insubstantial book no important things happen in it, it like laid the groundwork for a lot of stuff mm-hmm. it really was i mean if i'm remembering correctly the concept of time and when things came out right it was like the thrawn trilogy young jedi knights and this were kind of like the sequence of events that happened. Like, Sounds about right. Obviously, Heir to the Empire kicked it off, and then like Kevin J. Anderson and Rebecca Moesta started Young Jedi Knights, and like this came out pretty soon afterwards. The, the copyright on this book is... 1994? That's what mine says. Yeah, this, 94, is, this is 94. I mean, that's like... That's pretty early. When did, when did Heir to the Empire come out? Same year? Early 90s. I, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. I yeah, think it was like, the same year. Could my be. book is so old, it doesn't even have like a timeline of all the Legends books. Yeah, mine doesn't. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. there were Legends books before Th- Thrawn and all that stuff. There's the Han Solo and the Lando books. But like, I feel like things really kicked off with Heir to the Empire. That's what was mm-hmm. like, yeah. hey, this is going to be a thing now. There's going to be a lot of Star Wars books now. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's going to be like a couple years before Special Editions and then a couple yeah. more years before Phantominus. So then we get like all the Young Jedi Knights. We get the, the Rogue Squadron books. We yeah. Get, and then shortly after that, we get the Yuzhen Vong arc. And it's just like everything started with this era. Oh, yeah. Once the prequels came out, then you're right. getting, yeah. you're getting Clone open. Wars books. You're getting like old republic stuff it's mm-hmm. yeah good yeah stuff. that is good stuff but it started with this oh <laughs> but boy. it started with this which is not it good like stuff. middled with this it didn't start <laughs> with it but it was very close <laughs> yeah it was, it was almost it's seconded with this it's gonna be weird hard to i don't know how to discuss this book no nor do i i specifically said do we do like a quick overview oh, of what it is let's do a plot by plot yeah real yeah fast. yeah yep. yeah Quick plot by plot. And then we go into In all fact, the crazy let everything. Me, let me hook a, a brother and sister up with a Wikipedia recap. Oh, that's a good idea. Publisher's summary. George Lucas brought us the blockbuster Star Wars film trilogy. Then Thank some of so. science fiction's best writers expanded the adventure in their best-selling Star Wars novels. Now, the tradition continues with the culmination of a love story that spans a war-torn galaxy. Though Darth Vader... And the Emperor are dead. The Empire lives on, and a weakened alliance must find a new help. Nope. Must find powerful new help if it is to survive. Star Wars Episode Four: A, a new, new help. help. That should be the sequel to The Help. That should be the sequel to Help by the Beatles. <laughs> a new help. I need some fun. Be best. Friend of the show. The answer could lie in the Hapes Consortium, a cluster of 63 high-tech worlds. Is, it ha- is that how they said it in the audiobook, Hapes? Yes, it is. Okay. There is only one catch. Princess Leia must marry the queen's mother's son. Nope. No. Nope. To take mother. Jake continues. <laughs> queen mother's son. The dashing and wealthy Prince Isolder. Ugh. Han Solo reacts badly to the news, tricking Leia. <laughs> This is putting it lightly. He flees with her to the beautiful but untamed planet of Dathomir. You know that classic trick where you shoot someone? <laughs> yeah. I love that, that trick. You know that thing where like people send a ransom note when they trick someone? <laughs> Tricking Leia, he flees with her to the beautiful but untamed planet of Dathomir, where he hopes to change her mind and win her heart. 
Meanwhile, Luke Skywalker and R2 form an unlikely partnership with the Jilted Prince to track down the Runaways. But their mission is only the beginning of an adventure that will lead to the discovery of an awesome treasure, a group of force-trained witches, and a showdown with an invincible foe. I want is to say, he invincible? No. no. I don't remember that happening. So... <laughs> Now, dare I say, the first five chapter, chapters, chapters, I can't talk, chapters of this book, were actually fine. There's some good totally stuff in Totally fine. Uh, here's what I would say. The Luke stuff in this book kind of isn't bad. Right. At, at least to start with. Agreed. To start with, it's not bad. His introductory chapter- I think it gets bad. Yeah, it does. I think once yeah. Luke joins up with Han and Leia in this book, it goes downhill very quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when Luke's by himself, it's- all right. Oh, yeah. Once he, yeah, the first was, person he comes in contact with, then it's downhill. Once, yeah. like him just exploring the like caves and finding that old hollow recording, like mm-hmm. I was like, this is kind of cool. This I hope the book isn't stuff. as good, otherwise this episode is not going to be as fun. Yeah. Uh, Thankfully, for don't our worry. Sake, I didn't have to be the lone person that thought this book sucked. <laughs> Me and Riley have the hardcover version of this book that has the little original. What are these called? Sleeve. Sleeve. The sleeve on the back. It doesn't even have reviews for the book. It has no. reviews for other books. The trend continues in the paperback reprint. <laughs> yeah. It has it yeah, reviews of Heir to the Empire and Dark Horse <laughs> yeah. Rising. Now, I will say this. When a like book by an existing author comes out, it might have reviews of their past works on it because yeah. they haven't sent out any press review things. Right. Because they got to print it ahead of time. Someone However, in the paperback, like, 9-3 printing of it, they could have easily put oh, yeah. some praise on it. And there was no existed. praise. <laughs> Except for if you a gentleman on. named George Lucas. I Lucas. did want to talk about Friend that. of the show. Talk about it real quick. So I, on the, I think it's on the Wikipedia page of this. Um, it says that- Which if that's not true, then we don't know anything about Star Wars because that's all we know. That's all we know. <laughs> um, it says this book was sent- Specifically to Lucas. I don't know if he reviewed every book. I'm guessing in this era he probably did. Yeah, Before there, wasn't there were as like many. thousands of books. He would review them and like give his thoughts. He loved this book. Raved yeah. about it. Raved about this loved book. It. Thought it was great. I he don't even went think to he like rave and danced till he almost had a heart attack. Can you imagine George Lucas at to a one of them? <laughs> like a glow stick in his mouth and like that'd be glow great. Glow stick in his mouth. <laughs> um, but. He didn't. I don't think he like changed anything of this. He was happy with the direction it went. It just that baffles. He said, "Don't change a thing. Don't change a thing." It baffles my mind. That you got this it. Had in his one. This approval. could have been episode seven, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this was Lucas's episode seven. Ooh, quick question: As somebody who's a little confused mm-hmm. about the timeline, this takes place before *Heir to the Empire*, right? Because they're not married yet. Hanum? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I was confused because I'm. I'm are reading... they married in *Heir to the Empire*? I can't remember. Yeah, because okay, she's yeah. referred to as Leia Organa Solo. So I think okay. she she gets pregnant in the trilogy, doesn't she? She's already pregnant or when she's... *Heir to the Empire* starts, oh, okay. and yeah, they know yeah, that yeah. they're having twins. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this is before that. Because then. that's the whole thing is that Thrawn, not Thrawn, but uh, old what's his name Jedi is after the twins. Kaboth. Jerus Kaboth, or however you say. Yeah, something like that. J something B something. James Bond. Um, yeah. Jason so Warren, this Jack is Ballard. this is shortly after um Return of the Jedi. Which okay, if you're watching Return of the Jedi yep. and you see Han and Leia's relationship grow through those three movies, 
Would you not assume? I would think that they're about to. That she's about to break up with him and, and marry a stranger, <laughs> right? That was what I would think. They seem like a committed couple at the end mm-hmm. of Return of the Jedi. Like it's not even a question. Yeah. They are together now. And yes. this book starts with like Han not knowing their situation. Are we actually? Does she actually love me? Mm-hmm. That's and it's a just theme so weird. in a few of the Legends books that we've read. I remember in your Jedi Prince series, yeah, like, they were still much. talking about like I don't know if Leia likes me, and it's yeah. like. Dude, which that's a ch- you said that you love each other. That's a children's novel, so I could give it some like I'll cut it some slack. This is not meant for children. This no, book, no, is no, should no. Any not children, meant for children. Arguably, Never. no adult should read it, and no adult should have written it. This is the like the raciest, most mature Star Wars I think we had. I was going to ask, like, and and not really ask, but I feel like pretty easily proclaimed. This is the horniest Star Wars book. <laughs> Without question. Yeah. yeah. This Without guy, question. Dave Wolverton. This is like one step away from like a trashy romance novel. Like there's no actual. It's not one step away. Well, this, but there's no actual sex scenes, which I think is what keeps it from being on the same level. This started no as scenes. a. There's some second base scenes. <laughs> there's definitely some second base <laughs> scenes. So Riley, you had a counter in your book. Yeah, I had a. Uh, <laughs> I lost count at one point because I forgot to keep going back to the beginning and, and making a tally mark. But there was a, for the number of times the word breast is in this book. <laughs> First of all, the word breast is not great. I don't like that word. <laughs> yeah. Could easily be replaced with chest. It, yeah. Hit in the chest or yes. something. That's what I do. When I call to order takeout, KFC, I order chicken chest. <laughs> The word breast shows up in this book a lot, and I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. It's, it's not always in a sexual se- situation, but it is sometimes in a sexual situation, and it is not good. There's some quotes from this book. I just almost <sighs> don't feel comfortable reading out loud, but I it's agree. in the book, and you I can go agree. read it yourself. But Listen, Star Wars Whew. is a children's franchise. This is, we do- I know this was in my library at <laughs> elementary school because <laughs> I remember not, seeing it. We do not put the ex- ex- explicit tag on this show, so we cannot read some of this. It's just that's the way it is. This book have should have some of it an out. MPAA R rating on the front. It kind of should. Because it might stop people from reading it. It it um one of the notes I have in the beginning of this book, I said this book has the prose and and dialogue that is meant for like children fan fiction. It is so Actual basic fan fiction it or are, the incel subreddit. <laughs> you love that incel subreddit, sure I do. We I honestly felt like I was reading the Jedi Prince series that I've talked about yeah. before because some of the wording and everything is just I'm like this has to be meant for children. And then on the next page, it'll be like a graphic description of a I decapitation. Just saw, I just saw the, your book and I saw breast count and made me laugh. Yeah. Oh, breast count yeah. there. <laughs> but, but like, and then the next page, they'll be talking about all kinds of like nudity and the thoughts going through Han Thon. Oh Han's boy, Freudian. And uh, like a graphic decapitation. And I'm just like, this part is not for children, but the way it is written, it seems like it's meant for a child. I feel like Han, jeez, I feel this a lot. It's a weird Where I mistake George Lucas for Han. That's <laughs> weird. And it's happened at least twice now in our podcast. I feel like George Lucas, when he was like writing his letter, I imagine in like Don DeMello's voice, he was like, Dave Wolverton, I loved your book and had a little something for daddy. Like it was, I, I imagine him writing it lasciviously like, I see what you're doing here. It's very weird to me because I feel like Star Wars was asexual for a long time. And yeah. And I can't believe that Lucas gave his approval over this book because 
He specifically tried to keep it like keep sex out of Star Wars. I, he doesn't I do love not... TFA. <laughs> he loves this. I know that's weird, and that makes no sense because I cannot really think of another book that even comes close no. to the stuff in this one. No, I wanted to get like individual consensus on each of us, but I don't. Mm. I, I took a stab in the dark there. Yeah, but you know, I feel like we're on the same page. This is very bad. This is it's a very, very bad, bad. Book with some good moments. Some good moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some very offensive moments. Yes. Yeah. Some very cringy moments. I, yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Sorry if you're listening, Dave. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Dave Wolverton does not like women. No, he doesn't. I mean, he had a problem with he's women. He's got yeah. an it's complicated ask relationship, <laughs> I would say. I don't think it's complicated. If I, I go on Dave awesome. Wolverton's <laughs> Facebook, and I don't because looking by the picture, He's dead by now. He does look a little old. But I think he almost died before they took that picture. (laughs) But, yeah, the book is very bad, and he clearly has some issues with women. Like, And it is ingrained, not just in the Princess Leia stuff, but in the- Hot hot take here. Yeah, yeah. I think he thought he was Isolder. Oh, Oh, And he wrote- Every woman interacting with Isolder like he wanted every woman Jasmine, to interact with him. it is as if you are reaching into my own heart and pulling out the words <laughs> I have there. I've because... got a perfect quote to go to back this up here. <laughs> this is the definition of a, of a the what they say is a Mary Sue, which the original definition of a Mary Sue is that is the Wolverton. author would insert themselves into their work as a character that everybody loves and everybody thought was cool. And it's like, that's exactly what this is. Johnny in the room is a Mary Sue because Tommy Wiseau clearly wanted yes, to be loved by everybody exactly. and then kill himself. That is the definition of a Mary Sue. Yes. Not not Ray, not someone who's powerful. Yeah, yeah. But it's someone, an author who inserts themselves into something. I, I feel like this book did give me a revelation, though. I had a revelation in the last episode. Yeah, you have, I keep having lots these. Lots of revelations. In hey, your life. Psh, book a revelation calling for Jacob Kreitz. You should check me out sometime. I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> good, good. Glad it kept happening. <laughs> I had a, a, a realization reading this. <laughs> the book of realization. Interesting. <laughs> Where, and it was because I was also reading this and Young Jedi Knights and Heir to the Empire at the same time because. <laughs> that sounds. I am on some kind of spectrum. (laughs) I realize the difference between old canon and new canon is that old canon was very specifically trying to emulate fantasy novels of like the 70s and 80s and 90s. Like this kind of book, there's so much bureaucracy in place that would prevent a book like this from happening. I feel like the story group exists to stop courtship from happening, by the way. Like I now understand it. But... I also feel like new canon is almost all war stories. It's like, you know, from Aftermath to Rebel Rising to Thrawn to everything. It's some kind of war is happening and we're studying the soldiers in that war. Or rebels or the political side of the war with bloodlines. And, like, Legends is just all about fantastical nonsense. It's... Yeah. Hey, we have our archetypes. They, the force is just magic, basically, mm-hmm. and they're gonna go oh. to crazy planets. Can't wait to talk about and the do magic stuff. And there's gonna be monsters, and there's gonna be romance. And I think that's why New Canon feels different. Yeah. I read this. I will say this: if you want to be a a true GMT fan of, of GMT 2.0, please 
It, I mean, if you wanted to read this book, you can't have a bad time reading it. It's nuts. oh no, you fly through it because it's a it's thrill ride crazy. from minute one. <laughs> because it's yeah, because it's it's like it, a minoc roast on Ardenia. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> I want that to be a thing. because uh, you can't believe what you're reading, but it's also like this couldn't and shouldn't. And wouldn't happen now. <laughs> no, it's one hundred percent just a fan fiction you'd find on the internet. It I, is. I've read it the is. exact same fan fiction before and been mm-hmm. like, "Wow, this is trash." Yeah, I've wrote the fan fiction before and been <laughs> yeah. like, "Wow, this is trash." Except like you were, you were looking 12. at Dash Rendar and twelve. <laughs> yeah, and you were twelve. There's a distinction. You were twelve years old. <laughs> Qui Gon's beard looking nice. <laughs> so I, I wanted you. Plot by plot, yeah. shot for shot. Yeah, okay. we should start with one. the beginning of this book, and I think we should then say where it goes bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, page six, where it goes Is bad. Is that where it goes bad? Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> to people who have problems with Chuck Wendig's writing, I implore you to look to read at this Dave book. Wolverton's prose, or should I say, antis yeah. or cons. Oh. <laughs> I'm done. That just like, that took the wind out of my sails. So here's a note I made about Han. I'm just ignoring that. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so the type of person who likes Han Solo, he's like a man's man. You know, someone who's like always tough and, you know, got to be distant and has a hard time saying I love you. And like... People who misunderstand Han Solo. Right, exactly. Or why he is a good character. Why he's a good character. So then those people who have maybe those slightly chauvinistic racist attitudes then are in control of writing Han Solo. I don't I don't want to like slander Dave Wolverton, but I think through his writing here, not just the writing of the characters, but just the writing in general, I think I can learn some about his worldview. Yeah, more like Deprave Wolf a ton. Wow. <laughs> You're really killing it. <laughs> I mean killing me. So then these people are in charge of writing Han Solo and they just go like hog wild with making him even more racist. And in Star Wars terms, racist against like certain aliens and droids and things Literally like that. Literally anyone who's brief, not a white male. Yes. Brief sidebar. Yeah. When you said hog wild, I just had another revelation where I finally understood the significance of the movie Wild Hogs. Oh, I never got that either. You are... <laughs> I'm enjoying this new, like, Jake who's... Jake 2.0. Jake 2.0. Imagine the poster of A Beautiful Mind, but it's just me understanding puns. (laughs) Wasn't Jake 2.0 an actual TV show? Maybe. I think it was like a $6 million man type. Zoe 101 was a show. Why not Jake 2.0? Listeners, write in if Jake 2.0 was a TV show and I was right. Um, If he wasn't right, also please write in. (laughs) Also please write in if I'm wrong. Uh, I I need someone to check me. So... He starts off talking about Hapens, yeah. I guess is how you say their name. Happens. Happens. I'm just kidding. Happenstance. Hapenstance. God, this is a Bros worst episode. <laughs> Egg to differ. He just immediately classifies all Hapens in one thing. He's like, friendlies, they're not friendly. Hapens are never friendly. He is very against the Hapens in this book, which is where Princess Soldier comes from. Now, what is interesting about the Hapens, Riley not and nothing. or Jasmine? I hate them. No, there's this thing that makes it interesting that Hans hates the. Hate they are. Thing. They Ruled are. By a, women. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. 
They are exclusively like a women's society. Yeah, men are considered second a- class. Yes. And Han doesn't like that. That's part of the reason he doesn't like the Hapens. I believe I a couple times in this book they mention the man session and Tim Allen has a guest appearance. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are two civilizations we're introduced to in this book. We have the Hapens who are ru- ruled by a queen mother and they are a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A matriarchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Dathomir which is ruled by women. And they are both shown in such a negative light, both of these civilizations. Yes, they are. And they're both predominantly ruled by women. Yes. They even make jokes like, that can't be good, a woman driver. Next thing you know, they'll be voting. Yeah, seriously, there are jokes like that. And they mostly come from Han, which really sucks, because (laughs) that's not Han Solo. Hey, all of his character progression, it's gone. This book doesn't. It's not Han. That this isn't the character this Han is not Solo Han. at all. There's a couple lines that I have underlined that I'm just like, imagine Harrison Ford saying. That's this. what I tried to right? do. He would never say this. Like you can't imagine those words coming out. He of comes his mouth. off as a bumbling idiot. Yeah, like, and kidnapper, quite frankly, and kidnapper, and like, yeah, he's awful in this book. Meanwhile, C-3PO comes across as a singer. C-3PO <laughs> in this book is something else. <laughs> he is Han Solo's. Bro, and this book is everyone is a bumbling idiot in this book. Like, like everyone is. Yeah. Leia, Han, By the way, Pio. when everyone's dumb, that usually tells you that the author's dumb. Yeah, I I would agree with that. So Dave Wolverton come on the show and defend yourself. Um, but no, dead. don't. Yeah, don't bother. <laughs> Unless you're cool now. And here's here's my big problem with this book is the description of every woman you meet kind of goes something like, "Oh man, like this." You and I are just same page in it. All day. It's he talks about. Um, you always get a physical description of every yes. woman. It's always stunning at how beautiful they are. Yes, you never get it. The only man are. you get a physical description of is is Solder, which he's kind of put in the same light as the women, where he's described by how physically attractive and beautiful he is. But there's a different connotation in our society. When you describe a man by his phys- physical beauty and when you describe a woman by her physical beauty. I was going to say, too, that I feel like Fabio, mm-hmm. like for a male writer to use that, which if you don't know what we're saying, like the love interest for Princess Leia in this book is a guy who on the cover of the book looks exactly like Fabio. Yeah. is described to look like Fabio. Yeah. And he is, is explicitly like the the author, Dave Wolverton, said that he was inspired by Fabio. Right. I feel like that's the only thing like a straight white male in the 90s be like, oh, that's what women find attractive. Right. Fabio. Right. Well, I'm going to make Fabio. Like, that's the only reason why it's him. And the, like, there, there's no, and this could continue to surprise me, how little characterization there was of Fabio other than the fact that he was hot mm-hmm. and had a lot of money. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and that's what women love, hot guys with a lot of money. That's all that they care about Okay, so is what you get from this book. Let's back up a little bit and just say how this book starts. Okay. It starts with Han Solo. He's still a general in the New Republic Army. General. General Solo. <laughs> and he's and a bunch of Hapens show up, right? Like Leia's been communicating Leia's with been them communicating. or something. Ha- yeah. Okay, so Hapies, is that how they said it in the book? I always read it, but he said a lot of things wrong. He said chorus can't. Okay, so however it is, I always say hapes. I always said hapes too, but I don't know whatever it is. So hapes is described as a, it's like a star cluster. There's a lot of worlds. They say how many, like twenty, thirty worlds. They're not a part of the New Republic. But they they weren't a part of the Empire either. They fought the Empire, so they're just kind of separate. They have a lot of wealth. 
They're very mysterious. You don't know much about them other than they have. Like, I a mean, queen. who could possibly understand a creature so and confusing as, as a woman? We know. <laughs> <laughs> so they show up to the New Republic. Leia's been in contact, and they she's trying to, um, she's like trying to be diplomatic with them, trying to get them to join the the New Republic so that they have more resources and weapons to to kill the remnants of. But the they're like psyched to join the New Republic. They're well, like yeah. f. Yeah, we're gonna join. <laughs> F chance for friend. Friend, yeah. Friend, yeah. Friend, yeah. We're gonna join and we're gonna give you presents. Yeah, so the yes. Prince of Hapes, I Solder, mm-hmm. shows up and is like, hey, here's all these things you can have if you marry me exactly. and become the queen. This is a twist, though, because, like, the first chapter is this big old party on the. Is it on Coruscant? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because it's on the, like, the. Coruscant capital mm-hmm. Princess Leia is being like just I, I was oh, okay I almost said laid but I meant like Hawaii you get the Leia's thrown on you yes she's getting like ju- like a parade they're her to, like, showered with gifts they're dancing they're it's singing it's like the 12 days of Christmas they're for throwing Leia out like the most expensive <laughs> gifts in the human existence right. like hey our most valuable gems and jewels yep. here's 20,000 of them cause we think you rock right and Han, meanwhile, is like, this is pretty crazy. What's going on? I'm doing my impression of Mark Thompson doing Han, <laughs> which is just John Wayne. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's me, Han Solo, you <laughs> punk. That's Mark Thompson. Thanks for coming on the show, Mark Thompson, for that one line reading. Um, and then he's like, what are they playing at? What's going on? And basically, it's like, only if you marry Fabio! Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, old ripple-chested Fabio spaceman comes out, and he's like, hey, get a load of these pecs. I can move them. And she's like, he's oh always wearing, like, God. He's always like, wearing shimmering see-through clothing yes. and everything. This, this brings me to one of my first points, the first thing I highlighted in this book, because for a long time, Leia is like, She's got more like the diplomatic viewpoint of, okay, if I marry yeah. them, this will be good for the New Republic. Right. All, she's like Makes considering sense. it. And she's also considering Han. Like I, because she I does still, love I love Han. Han. Yeah. I don't want to hurt him. All this all this great stuff, it's fine, whatever. I didn't like any of it. <laughs> it's not that great. I just trying to be somewhat nice, I guess. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, uh, let's see. I sold her and Leia are just chilling out, mm-hmm. and they get attacked by an assassin oh. out of oh, nowhere on yeah. Coruscant. <sighs> Coruscant, thank you. And I sold her saves her life. Oh wow! With his sudden, nipples, pretty much. He deflects the bullets. <laughs> <laughs> he saves her life, and instantly. She is basically in love with this. She man. is a puddle on the floor. That's Instantly. all it takes for Leia, this very strong-willed character who we've come to know and love. Can I read? The, can I read this Please. first little section here? It's I about three paragraphs, and I just want to put out a warning here. If my father is listening, I'd prefer if you not listen to me read this. <laughs> <laughs> Content warning exclusively for Jasmine's father. Okay. Prince Isolder focused on the sounds around him so strongly that at first he seemed not to notice that she was pushing him away. Then he looked down into her eyes. He lifted her chin and kissed her forcefully, passionately, and stepped in closer to that the entire length of him pressed against her. No, don't kiss someone forcefully. No, no, no. Leia's mind seemed to go white. Her whole body felt electric. Her jaw was trembling, but she kissed him long and slowly. Meanwhile, remember, she loves Han. Mm-hmm. Making out with this dude. 
The seconds ticking away, far slower than the pounding in her chest. With each second, she could think of only one thing. (laughs) Thanks for editing it to say chest. I appreciate that. (laughs) I'm betraying Han. I don't want to hurt Han. But then I sort of whispered into her ear, demanding, come away with me to Hapes. Come see the worlds you will rule. Nora Jones' come away with me starts in the background. (laughs) Leia found herself crying. Had never really imagined that she would let something like this happen. But at that moment, whatever attachment she had ever felt for Han suddenly seemed to become as insubstantial as fog, as a gentle white mist and ice soldier was the sun, burning it all away. With tears running down her cheeks, she tangled her arms around Isolder and promised, I'll come with you. I love, in keeping Ugh, with the themes... Good reading, by the way. <laughs> that was good, dramatic reading. In keeping with the themes of this book, all of the blame for this... I mean, cheating. I mean, yeah. she's kind of cheating she on Han. She straight cheats on Han. But it's all placed on her. Yep. Yeah. Like, it's all her inner monologue about how terrible she is with no, like, regard to this Solder's part of it. This smart, strong woman right. gets kissed once, and she's That's like, yep. some abs and is like, boo. See That's you, all bud. it takes. Oh, yeah, Leia I, is written so poorly in this book. I, was, this I is, was pretty fine with this book until I read that, and I was pissed off. Have you seen, uh, what is it, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, where, like, He's writing his like musical, and it, it's all like totally veiled criticisms of Sarah Marshall. So, yeah, like I this is totally this guy had a girlfriend who cheated on him, broke up with him, and so he's inserting like what could a woman? All she saw was this pair of abs, <laughs> and she just melted. Can I offer a counter argument? If I could kidnap her and prove her <laughs> that I loved her. And take her to a witch planet. She'd finally love me. What if I could write a book about it? Can I offer yes. a counter argument? Sure. I don't think anyone who wrote that last paragraph has ever kissed another human. I was gonna say that. Like I, I don't think he knows that's not what, what kisses, kisses is feel like. like. You should your kisses should not be forceful. First of all, I red flag. I didn't have my first kiss till I was. <laughs> 18 before I, I was 18 i wrote stuff like this yeah because you don't know what kissing <laughs> i was is about like. to say people who describe kissing as like electricity have yep. never kissed anybody yep. <laughs> no, it's, it's mostly wet yeah i mean it feels like water <laughs> can, can i be honest it feels like lips <laughs> it does feel like <laughs> more lips. than anything here's something else from the beginning of this book is just the way that han sees every woman in the galaxy. <laughs> I knew, so, uh, yeah. So this it's is, when, I highlighted this too. It's when the Hapens first show up and there's three women officers who like start bringing, they have got, they've got silver name tags sewn in their collars, first of all, which is creepy and weird. Um, Han had never seen a Hapen. He, he'd known that they were human for humans had scattered like weeds across the galaxy. Kind of like that. Yeah. But he was surprised to discover that without exception, all three of the female officers were astonishingly beautiful, like fragile, living ornaments. Yep. I highlighted the same thing. No, you don't describe (laughs) another human being as a fragile, living ornament. That is awful. That is literally saying that they are an object. Yes. (laughs) That is that is the definition of objectifying women right there. And if then you later look at the dictionary, on, like, it's just this sentence. A couple pages later, you have another another woman show up, and you know she's described as having long dark hair and onyx eyes that glittered in the lights. She wore a light dress of peach colored shimmering material that left her long legs exposed. Yeah. Every woman is described yeah. that way. I I the same thing. Jasmine's in the background, by the way, which is why she's not talking. Yes. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about. I highlighted two things on page one. That's how I knew I was in for a journey, which mm-hmm. was in the very first. Or, I'm sorry, the second sentence. 
It says, warning sounds tinkled like wind chimes. And <laughs> we've heard warning sounds in Star Wars. They don't right. sound like tinkling wind chimes. They <laughs> no. sound like blaring sirens. The other thing I highlighted was Han longs to get off of the humid Calamarian ship. Longed even more for the taste of Leia's kisses. The caress of her hand on his brow. He'd seen too much darkness lately. It's so bad. Caressing his brow. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, that's not where you caress weird. somebody. Also, I caress don't like when this, people talk Dave about like, <laughs> long, <laughs> longing for the taste of Leia's kisses. That's disgusting. No. I was just reading page one. Page one, paragraph one of Courage of Princess Leia. I, this okay. is just going to be us reading ridiculous lines from this book. Can I, can I right. read the introduction to Princess Holder? <laughs> Yes, please. Yes. And then I have a note here. Okay. Well, I there's a lot of description of Princess Older because he's like, i got to keep it even. I'm going to describe the crap out of how hot this guy right. is. But this sentence, just as like from pure writing standpoint, I hate Trash. it. His powerful shoulders and firm jawline were strong. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Which basically means his strong shoulders and and strong jawline were strong. <laughs> he used yes. two synonyms for strong, and it was like, they were strong guys. I mean, like, he's a Trust strong me, guy. this guy, strong. Yeah and, yeah, and it's like, okay, so these random women get described in those terrible ways, but, like, we get, a, and then a general shows up that I've never heard of before, just this random guy general who's, like, trying to convince Leia to marry the prince. Oh, yeah, yeah. No description. I have no clue if this guy's a human. I Han don't know what he looks like. was shocked at his tight buttocks. Yeah, it's like that doesn't, it does not happen with any man besides the prince in this book. And it's just, it's egregious. I, here's a, a note. My note is, is this the show? Because here's the line. <laughs> this is the show. Here's the line. I've never heard of them giving anyone anything except a hard time. Yeah, I think Isaac wrote that line. I think Isaac did write that line. He was doing freelance work on courtship. <laughs> so that's what I wrote. Is this the show? What happens next? They Leia's like, I give this guy a chance and agrees to like go on yes. a... She asks for time like yeah. to, to decide. She doesn't want to decide right then. Meanwhile, Han is very upset. Han is freaking out. And he asks 3PO. Here's an important point. He asks 3PO for help in like trying to convince Be Leia. Be my wingman, bro. Yeah, he wants 3PO to be a wingman. So he's like, is there anything? He's like, I know you know Leia very well. Is there anything that you can do to help me try and get Leia back on my side? Quick, quick flashback to page 10. Yeah. Oot sent a woman who sang a song so beautiful that the sound seemed to carry Han away to her world on a warm breeze. <sighs> Even her singing just turns Han on. <laughs> it's just like everything a woman does in this is so overtly sexual. I'm friggin' sexual. floating when she's singing. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so we skip to chapter two. That was We're all chapter on one. Chapter two. Uh oh, I'm this trying. might be a three-hour episode. <laughs> I'm be. trying to push this forward a little faster. Okay, but, but... we got to go to chapter two because yeah, this is the introduction about... of Luke. Oh. That's right. And that's a good chapter. And this suddenly you're like, uh-oh, is this book going to be yeah. kind of good? Yeah, suddenly I'm like, okay, this is cool. Because Luke is on a mission for himself. He's traveling across the galaxy trying to find remnants of the Jedi Order. Because he does not yeah. know anything about mm -hmm. the Jedi. He's ostensibly trying to find the first Jedi Temple. Which, yes. Like, if this chapter showed up in a movie, I would be psyched. Because, like, like mm -hmm. this is a cool chapter. This is good Luke stuff. Yeah, there's... There's some bad force use here because he uses the force to translate someone yeah. else's 
Oh, speaking. that was tough for I me. I don't like it when that they use the that force happens like a that. Lot in this this gets back into like the force it's being like, used as a superpower for right. any plot for anything you want. Ever. Oh, you don't know the language. Just use the force. Yeah, just use the force and translate. Oh, uh, I yeah. need to sleep for a long time. Use the force. <laughs> yeah, that happens too. That stays Stay tuned forever. for, yeah. But this chapter has things like this. Luke hoped to learn the deeper mysteries of how the Jedi had trained their warriors, their healers, their seers. I like Luke going around trying to find remnants of the order yeah. trying to decide. He finally gets to where he's going where this is like where a Jedi master had lived and was killed by Vader. Um which is a cool point that he's like kind of retracing his dad's footsteps to find Jedi. Yeah. So he finally finds this the corpse of this person or whatever where they were and there's no there's no records. Vader had taken the records too. So here's this is a cool paragraph. Gone. All of it gone, Luke realized. The Emperor had not been content to hunt down and murder the Jedi. He had felt the need in his bid to gain absolute control of the galaxy, not only to extinguish their fire from the universe, but to crush their embers, scatter their ashes, so that the Jedi would never rise again. So that after months of searching, Luke found only ashes. Yeah, That's I cool. like that too. Yeah. I, I like that too. Is I, I think if... Dave Wolverton had been getting some, he wouldn't have written the rest of this book yeah. and would have written a cool Luke book. Like, cause that is good. And I think it does a good job of explaining like, oh, that's why the Jedi were seen as like this myth because he wiped out their history. Like there was no more record of the Jedi in existence. So one good part is, uh, as exploring, it mentions the force tugging him in another direction. Good use of the force. Yeah. I like that the force has a will and it's it's pulling luke toward it which is i liked that part yeah it's trying to help him discover what he can about the jedi and this luke chapter is kind of weird because he finds a hollow recording of yoda young yoda yeah talking about some kind of like middle-aged yoda is how he's described yeah middle-aged yoda (laughs) yoda is 45 (laughs) the whatever yoda is equivalent of 45 the weird thing about this middle-aged yoda in this book, is that he did not seem to talk like Yoda. He did not do no. any backwards talk at all. He's like, hey, man, we're on Dathomir, and we're just hanging out here trying to figure <laughs> things out. And he even says he has a southern accent, too, which is weird. Yeah, it, it does specifically mention he sounds like he's from Texas. Middle-aged Yoda spoke in a southern accent, <laughs> saying the following. <laughs> yeah, it's like Yoda reporting to the high master of the Jedi Order. It's kind of like this is before the prequels, before we yeah. knew what the Jedi were like. And so it's kind of weird. There's like a high master that everyone goes and sends reports to after they get sent out. It's very interesting to read old, like pre Phantom Menace, uh, like depictions of the Jedi Order because it's Mm -hmm. it's very different. Yeah, it's not what George had in mind. No. Yeah. So Yoda mentions Dathomir in his report of this hollow recording that Luke finds. I think this is like the first Dathomir ever showed up in anything. Um, So that's. Kind of cool, I guess, because I like Dathomir, kind of, but, like... I think that's what's weird, is, like, it is weird to think about that Dathomir, which is huge in Clone Wars and Rebels, Mm -hmm. showed up in this romance trash novel. Right. But, see, I like this old Dathomir more than the one we got in Rebels, I think. Yeah. One in Rebels is Maybe not the way it's, like, portrayed in this book, but I like it better in the old EU. The old EU was better at, I feel like, delineating that 
they were using the force, yeah. but like mistaking yeah. it for magic. Whereas right. they didn't Clone know Wars they was doing, like, really. nah, this is just magic, basically. <laughs> it's something yeah. different. And it was just and like there's like cauldrons and like green right. mist rising from it. And it's just, I, I think the reason why like, I it, never... it would always pull me out of those episodes because I'm like, this doesn't, this isn't Star Wars. It feels like you're just throwing in something Lord of the Rings or something. I don't know. My I that's thing Lord is, yeah, I feel the same way. <laughs> Where it's like. Star Wars has always had its equivalent of fantasy tropes in archetypes mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, Jedi are your wizards. Yeah. But to just have... But it's always had a sci-fi skin on it. Yes. But to just be like, no, nah, there's also just witches. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right. oh, okay. So there's also just something from our Earth mythology. Which they are called the witches of Dathomir mm-hmm. in this book, but they do yeah. not act like... Like, there's no... Yeah. I don't yeah, think there's, like, anyone, different. like putting an eye of newt in a cauldron no it, like they don't do that they just they have to speak words while they're using the force but it, it's almost portrayed as like a like way for them to focus yeah exactly on what they want to use the force for yeah and so they're really impressed when they meet luke because not only is he a man who can use the force which they don't encounter very much on dathomir but also he doesn't have to speak anything when he uses it he just does it and that's like completely foreign to them this book sucks. <laughs> this book sucks. <laughs> it's like, it's bad. Uh, okay, so the the beginning Luke stuff where he's finding out about um, Dathomir and he's searching for Jedi, good. Yep. Yeah. I would read yep. a short story of Luke doing that. Sure. And then we go back to Han and Leia and there's a, there's a couple chapters of them just like the, the back and forth of mm-hmm. like Han will do something that will remind Leia that wh- of why she loves him, and then he does something really bad. And then I sold her kisses her, and she's <laughs> in love with him. Yeah, there's a scene where like Han makes dinner for oh, Leia, yes. but then the dinner ends up in like a fight because he does something stupid. He says something about like he says something mean about Isolder, and it offends her so much that she decides that she doesn't love Han. She's like, that "That's moment. my boyfriend. Don't talk about him that way." She's so wishy washy in this book, and so unlike yeah. Leia. Psh, women, right? So then, after <laughs> I think it's after that, Han is like, "All right, three PO, help me out. Yes, help a guy out. What do I got? That this is, is so the most insane character. book of this insane book. What do I got <laughs> over this dude? Tibio's like, well, I sold as a prince, and he's handsome, and he has money, and all this stuff. And he's like, you're um, you have an emotional attachment to her. I guess was that that's what you have going for her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll think more on it, bud. Like yeah. he leaves her saying it. <laughs> I think another thing about Isolder is like he's saying that. They can repopulate the remnants of Alderaan on their. On- yeah, he um he promises like a haven world to Leia and all the refugees from Alderaan, where they can like start a new Alderaan. Mm-hmm. So like she's got. Honestly, if this was written better, this could be a, a good story of of Leia being torn between her love of Han. Mm-hmm. And her duty to the Republic. Not her love of Han and then all of a sudden her love of this other man. If she never fell in love with Isolder, this book could be interesting. It'd be better if she Mm -hmm. was like, yeah, Isolder's a piece of trash. But But we need his resources. Good Mm -hmm. for the Republic. Right. Okay, but so almost immediately after that little thing I was talking about, 3PO, like, I'll help you out. Han goes to help Han. With the most insane twist of this book. The yeah, the craziest thing of this book. Turns out, guys, Han Solo's the king of Corellia. <laughs> wow. So and three no PO, build up. No build up necessary. No build no, up. No. So yeah. there's like this after three PO says, I'll keep looking, there's like a hearing at the Senate or something or whatever. And 
they're talking about Isler and Leia, and they should basically marry Leia off, is what some senators are saying, and that's not cool. We're not going to talk too long about that. And they're all like, you'll marry him. Yeah. And she's like, no, I don't know, but yeah. Whatever. And 3PO's just like, actually, I've been doing some digging. And turns out Han is like a distant relative of this dude. And he like owns, Cre- not owns Corelli. He's the king, He's of, the Corelli. king of Corelli. Should we read this now, part if you, of the book? Yeah, find There's out, if one you the section part. I want to talk about too that's related to this. Now, if you think that we didn't really give enough backstory or info on like that whole thing and it just came out of the blue that Han is the king of Corellia. <laughs> That's how it happens, it happens in the book. It happens in one yes. page. Ha- 3PO, C-3PO, he literally shows up. He's he, like, I yeah. have something to tell yeah. you. After Han asks for help, he leaves. He uh, says, I'm going to go talk to the Coruscant computer or something like that. It is that. exactly, I'm looking at my book two pages later. Yeah, he goes to the <laughs> library and then he shows back up. No preamble, nothing. He just says, Han is actually the king of Corellia. Uh, and it's just like, it comes out of nowhere. So, and then Leia. No explanation. This is a quote from Leia. She says, of course. Or no, wait. No, wait. Luke. Luke is here somehow. When did Luke get here? Luke shows up this at some This confused me. I did not understand yeah. why Luke was there. Luke is suddenly yeah. here. And he thinks to himself, of course. Of course. Han is a king. He said it makes total sense. I should have recognized it before. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> so stupid. Literally that is the author. Nothing. That is the author saying, please, someone yeah. believe this is true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> trust and, and Luke, Luke if you don't trust it. me. Can we? Exactly. He's like, I mean, even Luke believes yeah. it. So obviously you should believe mm-hmm. this piece of garbage book I'm writing. <laughs> but here's my theory on this is that. George Lucas was like, mm, I do love your book. Got me going. But <laughs> Han totally cannot be a king of anything. Yeah. So have it per- be that that was not true. Dave Wilson was like, it okay. does. It comes out at the end of the book that it's not entirely true that he was a king. Because his, like, his grand- like, grandfather was an illegitimate king he or was, something. Yeah. yeah, he was a pretender to the throne or yeah. something. So Han isn't... So he does technically yeah. royalty. But, he comes from a family of con men, and yeah. one of them. So Han's a huge. Or I mean, so Luke's a huge idiot. Well, he's like, of course he's a king, but no, yeah. he wasn't. <laughs> There's something connected to this that gives you some backstory on Han. So, if you were a, a hater of how Han got his name in New Canon, <laughs> which Jake is, let, let's me. see if you like the official old canon reasoning for how he got his name. <laughs> Quote. Coral Solo married and fathered his first son on Duro nearly 60 years ago, and because of the wars and turmoil, that son never returned home. His name was Dala Solo, but he changed his name to Dala Sul to hide his identity during the Clone Wars. His firstborn son was Jonas Sul, and the first son of Jonas Sul was named Han Sul, who changed his name back to Han Solo. Makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> If you had trouble following that, then you're stupid because it makes total sense. It makes total sense. There's nothing wrong with it. It's it, it's brought up at a perfect time in the book. <laughs> and you think, ah, yes. <laughs> Suddenly everything's coming together. It all makes sense now. This is chapter four of the book. <laughs> we have so 900 bad. pages left to go. So they're like, okay, whatever. But Han is still not satisfied. He hasn't successfully... Uh, dominated Leia enough to trick her into exactly. coming back to him. So he's like, bah, I'm going to go drink and gamble like a real abuser. Yep. And he does. And I feel like we need to talk about what happened for the rest of the podcast. So Han is distraught at not winning 
Leia's affection. He's he's um, threatened by a soldier. And he wants to go on a drunken rampage. He wants to go on a drunken rampage. <laughs> so he goes out and he starts gambling. Playing Sabacc. He's playing Sabacc and he's winning and he's doing great. He's won like, he, here he goes. He says, I'll raise you 80 million. So Han's already up like 80 million credits. Just the most amount of money <laughs> anyone's ever had. It's It's just crazy. I mean, credits have, I feel like, are pretty reliably, like, that's a dollar. Like, a credit is a dollar. Yeah, pretty much. That's how it always is. Sure, yeah. It's it's very much just our real-world American dollars. Mm-hmm. And so he's won $80 million in one gambling game, and he doesn't even stop there. He keeps winning. He keeps winning. And finally, he's got this person that he's playing against on the on the ropes, he wants to go double or nothing, and this person puts... Okay, so he wants to go double or nothing. The Drachmarian nodded, and the methane tubes leading to her helmet jiggled. <laughs> Among the opponents that Han had been playing, she alone might possess what he wanted. A world. With so much money on the table, Omog could offer nothing less than a habitable world. So he's here trying to win a world? So that maybe like... He's 80 won- million credits more. At this point, he's won 800 million credits, it says. So he gets like a billion credits and it's like he goes enough. double or nothing. He wants a world. She puts it on the table and he wins a planet called Dathomir. He is now the king of Dathomir. <laughs> <laughs> he wins a planet. Imagine yeah. if in a game of poker, you're like, because I, I believe at one point he has like 2.4 billion credits in this in this game. I remember specifically. So imagine in poker, you have $2.4 billion and you're like, not enough. What could I bet after that? Planet Earth. <laughs> and then you just win Planet Earth and you're just the ruler of Earth forever. You just win the title deed to Earth. Yeah. That's what happens to Han. He wins a planet. <laughs> For like, he was just going there to like hang out and he's like, Psh, lucky night. Won an entire planet. <laughs> this book sucks, but. It really does. It just, it makes no sense. So he goes, like, he has this planet now, so he's like, hey, Leia, check it out. You think a solder can help you out with the, the old Hapius cluster? I have a planet called Dathomir, and she's like, Dathomir's run by this evil guy named blah, blah, blah. Warlord Zinge. Zinge. Zingir. Zingir. Oh my god. Zingir's uh. father. <laughs> I just had a revelation. I feel <laughs> that's my thing. I feel like Chuck Wendig would not intentionally recall this particular book. No. <laughs> I forgot Warlord War Zinge dies in this book until I got to that point. So he's the mm-hmm. thing in a lot of the books? He's a thing for sure. He is the Rogue Squadron goes up against him many times because he's like, okay, you know when Alexander the Great died? And he gave I remember his, it clearly. You remember it clearly. And he gave his his army, well, not gave, but his army was divided up between his four generals. Right, right. So Zinj is like the one that then took out other generals and, uh, you know, and got the most power. And by the end of it, he's ruling over most of the empire. And I forgot that he dies in this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a real bummer. In kind of a dumb way. He's too. kind of a cool character. Yeah. And I kind of like his fights against the rogue squadron. And yet he's. This is the book that he gets taken out in by Han. He was like a little angry baby when he takes him out. Yeah, sucks. 
It does suck. I mean, what else is there even to say? Like, they... Oh, okay. So we haven't even talked about the main impetus for the plot of this no. book. Yeah, I mean, we should go through the plot. Which is plot. that... Plot, 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 plot. Han uh, <sighs> presents his planet that he owned. He's like, hey, I'm a billionaire now. Uh, nope. I'm a billionaire now. I'm a billionaire. I'm a billionaire now. <laughs> and I billionaire. own an entire world. Look how cool I am. And she's like, that's me. fine, but you don't have abs like a solar... And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to kidnap you then. And so he shoots her with a gun. Gun of command, it's called. Yeah. The gun of command. It's one of the gifts that that the Hapens gave to Leia. It's a gun that when you shoot someone, they have to obey your command. (laughs) You know, a standard (laughs) Star Wars weapon. Yeah, one of those. I wish I was making this up, but it's It's called the Stockholm Syndrome gun. Seriously, it's like he shoots her with a stun gun and she obeys his commands. So, what is this book? And so he's like, he gives her an ultimatum. He says, "You have. I'm going to convince you that you love me more than Solar in a, a week. I seven think, days. Right? He wants seven seven days. days. Standard days, of course. Standard. <laughs> is there ever an instance where they don't use a standard measurement of something? No, it's all they standard. Always say standard. Yeah. Okay. So that's the plot. Is Han kidnaps Leia in a moment of romantic violent fervor and tells her that she has seven days to fall in love with him or else i i think maybe this would be a good dramatic reading sure so we need to this is a crazy moment obviously 3po is han's wingman obviously makes total sense they love each other in all the movies so c3po is like have you tried poetry because in any form of fiction girls are won over by poetry obviously that's all it takes Han, Han keeps talking about how much he loves her. I love her more than I love my own life, more than breath. More when she touches <laughs> me, I feel highlighted. like I don't know how to say it. That old softy. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. It feels good when I she love breathes more than on me. Breath. I love breathing. <laughs> <sighs> I loved that. <laughs> but I love Leia even more. I love her even more than I love my breath. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Uh, so he's asking 3PO for the words to say. He's he's like wanting 3PO to Cyrano him. Yeah. <laughs> Cyrano to Bergerac him. <laughs> yeah. C3PO's like, here's how to win friends and influence people. <laughs> so he says, he reads uh, a poem in another language, which literally ends with Hadur. Hadur, it does. <laughs> literally reading from the book. It's like Shah Rupa Shantanar Shah Era Pethar. My dad it's like think that. you're like casting a spell. If I mean, it kind of is what it is. <laughs> oh. And then, Han's like, that sounds pretty good. That sounds even better than breath. What's that mean in basic? <laughs> oh, gosh. And so C-3PO translated it as closely as possible. When lightning rushes over the evening plains, I return to my cold den with a thula rat in my jaws. Then I smell your sweet spore, smeared on the bones by the cave's maw. Then my head fins begin to tremble, and my tail sways majestically as my mating howl begins to fill the hollow of the night. Han stopped him with a wave of the hand. All right, all right, I get the picture. There's much, much more, 3PO assured him. It really is a beautiful epic, all 500,000 lines of it. Kind of funny. Kind of funny. Like, there are some kind of funny moments. 500,000 lines is funny. That's funny. That's (laughs) That's, a funny number. That's a funny little bit. I could see that being an actual thing. Yeah. That's probably the only actual thing, though. Yeah. I mean, the Han in 3 stuff is the highlight of the book, probably. 
some of the Han three PO stuff towards the end is not uh, oh, well, not sure. funny at all. Anything towards the end is yeah. diminishing returns. So Han was kind of not listening to three PO say that poem because he was listening to another table. Apparently, there's someone. There's like a table of people around yeah. him. So we're gonna read that. We're gonna dramatic read what those people were saying. And it's kind of weird in the book because it's written at like screenplay format. It's very which weird. which breaks the format of the book. It's not like that for the rest of but, it. Yeah. But here's how it's described: Three PO like plays the audio yeah. tapes of what the other table is <laughs> saying. That's what we're yes. about to read. He sat listening to a foursome who had just sat down at another table. Three PO realized that over the past minute, Han had been focusing on them. 3PO downloaded his auditory tracks and played back the conversation of those at the other table to find out what so intrigued Han. Oh, look. There's General Solo. Gee, he looks pretty bad. Look at those bags under his eyes. Kinda scruffy looking if you ask me. It makes you wonder what Leia ever saw in him anyway. Now that Prince from Hapes, he is so gorgeous. Down on Coruscant, street merchants are selling posters of him. Yeah, I bought one for my sister. As for me, I'd take one of his bodyguards any day. With a body like his, I'd kill to be his guard. Well, you can guard that body all you want. I'd rather be his masseuse. Can you imagine needing that hot flesh all day long? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, That's masseuses so notoriously operate all day long on the same on person. On hot flesh. On hot flesh. Ow, hot, too hot. I've, the word flesh hands. is not attractive no. at all. I hadn't read that far down. I was oh, just looking look at, at like, flesh the first on part that, of that babe. was not prepared to read that. <laughs> not prepared to read hot flesh all day long. Brief sidebar. The audiobook, it, it's abridged, so I can't really recommend. Although, actually, yeah, on the if less- you have a free audiobook like, credit, like audible credit, it's three hours, which is like two podcasts, mm-hmm. and it's you get the gist or of the one book. of ours or one of ours. Yeah, well, this episode <laughs> in particular. Uh, the guy who re- you can tell this existed before there was a precedent for what Star Wars things were supposed to be pronounced like, and mm. what people. Th- the guy has not seen a Star Wars movie, right? He does Han's voice as if he's Jimmy Cagney. He's <laughs> <was> like, "Hey." <laughs> Now what's going on over here? See, <laughs> like it's it's so weird, and you can hear in real time a man get bored reading a book because <laughs> <laughs> by the end of it he's just not even trying. It's really funny. Uh, okay, we're on, we're on page sixty. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get going. Okay, of so a, of a book that's almost three hundred and forty pages. Yeah. So, long story short, Han Solo kidnaps Leia. Like that, he straight up just kidnaps her and says. I'll, you know, give me seven days and I'll convince you that you actually love me. Which, you know what? Kidnapping, not a good way to convince someone. Nope. And I don't like the lesson this book teaches that it works. He's kind of like, okay, well, starting after this. Yeah. <laughs> don't count this. Don't count me kidnapping. Starting now. Starting right now, I'm going to make <laughs> you love me. He doesn't tell anyone about it. He doesn't tell, I mean, Chewie helps him, right? Chewie's with him. Yeah, them. Chewie's with him. 3PO's with him. Chewie and 3PO are with him. But I don't think they know what's happening. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they don't. He puts her in the little smuggling. Yeah, thing. she. He puts her in the cargo. Yeah, for like Ray and Finn hide. Right. He's trying to take her to Dathomir and be like, "I own a planet now. Check out this sweet resort." And, and obviously, it's, it's Dathomir yeah. where witches live and stuff. It's like witches and rancors all over the place. Right. Like, yeah. So it's not good. 
but it's also confusing because Zinjir's like crew owns this place. He owns the sector. Yeah. Owns the sector. So yeah. there's an imperial post there with and it kind of like shoots him down and stuff, right. and it, it's all very confusing. At some point, is there a double of the Falcon, or is that heir to the Empire? I'm reading about the same time. <laughs> That's heir to the Empire. Okay, <laughs> I don't think there's a, there is another ship on this planet, but it's not in working order. Okay, I, I'm thinking of that. Okay, and so. One thing that's kind of like the rest of this book is is a total blur for me. I, I my eyes glazed over mm-hmm. for I guess the majority of the book now that I think <laughs> about it because most of it takes place on Dathomir and I felt as I was reading it like this was meant to be a trilogy that was compressed into one book and according to Wikipedia that's what happened. I can't imagine. <laughs> I cannot imagine this three books of three books. this. I would hope that the first book would wrap up the romance and then the rest of it would just be like cool stuff on Dathomir. I don't know. But it's so baked know. in. I don't trust Dave. I don't trust him. So Luke is like trying to find where Han and Leia went because the word on like all the news is reporting that Han stole Leia. Yeah. And he's like, I guess he just kind of noble man it. does what he needs to do is what the headlines <laughs> say, according to Dave Wolverton. <laughs> <laughs> so Luke is trying to find it and he's him and his soldier are both trying to find it, but he doesn't quite want his soldier to know where it is or soldier's mom. So he finds this one person and he um, is interrogating them, but a soldier's mom is there, and he doesn't want the mom to know where Han went because oh, she's yes. going to kill him. So he interrogates this person, and he, here's what he says. He saved this person's life or something, whatever. He gets rewarded. He says, as my reward, I ask that you leave General Solo to me and that you not reveal his name, the name of the planet to anyone, but that you look into my eyes and think of the name. So because the queen is standing there, he doesn't want to say the name Dathomir out loud. Yeah. And he wants this person to think of the word Dathomir, and then Luke will go there. This happens multiple times in the book. I know. Luke reads minds in this book. Luke yeah. just straight up reads minds, yeah. not just like emotions or anything. He reads minds. Yeah. About, let's see, almost halfway through the book, we get tricked out. And that's not the word I'm trying to think of. What am I thinking of? Tricked out. Tricked out. That's not it. We get faked out. Faked out. They pimp his ride. Yeah, they Tony pimp Hawk his ride and fake him out. out. Um, this is his board. About halfway through, we see that Luke died. All of a sudden, we think Luke died. Oh, yeah, Luke For dies. like a chapter. Oh, yeah, I totally believed it, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we learn about... Jake's new favorite thing, which is force hibernation, essentially. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I think this is a force thing that I dislike the most, and it comes up a ton. I always, it's a lot of legends. I'm, I'm realizing. I was totally fine with it. I never noticed it when I was yeah. younger. It's dumb. <laughs> I mean, bears do it. We need we need to move I, the plot along and do a time jump. I'll force hibernate until the next plot point <laughs> yeah. happens. Sucks. Sometimes they use it to heal. Sometimes yeah. they use it to kill time if they're like on a long <laughs> space yeah. trip. It's like a it's like a bed in a in a. They Elder mostly Scrolls use game. it to heal. Seriously. but yeah. this is just what he. Luke is excuse... able to hit the select button and move time forward as much as he needs. Yeah, to. his excuse was like he did it so that they wouldn't detect his life force or something, and they mm-hmm. thought he was dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> and then Isolder makes a really bad joke about Luke's name. Well, let's hear it. I don't remember that. Luke Skywalker, sitting with his legs crossed, eyes closed in concentration, and arms folded, floating to the ground. Huh. Skywalker, I soldier thought. Perhaps that is how his ancestors got their name. No. It's 
bad. No, no, no. <laughs> Although, I, maybe that is where Anakin got his name. I don't know. Or Shmi, I guess. Yeah. Shmi was floating mm-hmm. one day. Sure she Can was. we talk about rancors in this book? Because they're like sentient, really smart They talk animals. and stuff, They too. like talk yeah. and stuff. It's weird. <laughs> I don't like it. Those rancor sections where I was like, I'm done with this book. They're like the smartest animals on earth. Yeah. This- like, hey, guys, how's it going? Don't hurt me. I'm a rancor. Like, we're not joking when we say literally every five pages, the story changes. Yeah, We're it really not focused does. on one this thing. This is so many different books. Yeah, if you think we're jumping around a bunch, it's because it's just, the book it's is. The promise we are following exactly what happens in the book yes. like, as it happens yes luke luke and i solder try go after han and leia yeah, and importantly luke yeah. is able to use the force to find a faster route yeah yes. <laughs> which what is that they crash on the planet he used force ways i solder makes Google a bad Maps. joke and suddenly luke is no longer like straight focused on finding leia he's suddenly just like this i solder dude He's pretty cool. He's got some. He's got some light side in him. I think yeah. I should train him. That's what. That's what the force is telling me right like, now. Luke acknowledges that that Isolde can't feel the force. Yeah. But he still wants to train them in train them in the ways of the Jedi. It's Anya Galandro all over again. Which Luke doesn't even know what the ways of the Jedi are <laughs> because that's what he's looking for in this book. Oh man. Oh, and let's <sighs> talk about he finds what he's looking for that Yoda talked about. I wrote Luke. I wrote, calm down, dude, to Luke when he's talking about training disorder. He's yeah. like, he's like, you must forgive him. Your anger burns in you, a black spot on your heart. You must forgive him and serve the light side of the force. I th- I'm like, calm down, Luke. He Can can't I be feel honest? It. You're going to listen to the abridged version and you're going to think, oh, I'm missing a lot of stuff. You really are not. It is no. just that abrupt and confusing because I listened to that and thought, that was so out of nowhere. There had to be more build up, and I like, went Luke back and read it. Luke seems like a cool, no. chill dude up until this point, and then you're just like, "All right, guy, back up. I don't want anything." What you're selling? Like way into preaching about the force <laughs> yeah. around this section of the book, because he's talking to Dathomir folk about it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, so Luke, yeah, this was weird too. He finds the first. He finds the Jedi Temple, which he realizes was a ship. Yeah, it was like, like it's like where space they spacefaring academy. Or yeah, it's something. like where they trained. And Jedi. he was like, "Ah, oh, it makes total sense with so many Jedi in the galaxy. Of course, it would be on a ship." And it's like, "Of course, no, not of course. That doesn't <laughs> make any sense." <laughs> no, of course, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think about it. Just of course. The funniest thing was going to Wikipedia and try and reading the um, expl- like the, the justification for why that made sense even though it didn't line up with anything we're in the prequel trilogy. It's like, the logical explanation is that Luke was simply mistaken. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm sure, sure that was Dave Overton's intention. <laughs> he tried to like put that little thing in there and hope George would keep it and just did not happen. Which is funny because I feel like even in the Thrawn trilogy, Coruscant is so big and to think that the Jedi, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't into that at all. This, this, this was Luke's explanation of why he thought this Jedi Academy was perfectly fine. He said, um, of course they needed a space-born academy. With so few people strong enough to master the Force, the ancient Jedi would have needed to scour the galaxy, hunting for recruits. In each star cluster, they might have only found one or two cadets worthy to join. And it would have been impossible <laughs> to fly them back to a base. No, yeah, impossible. You have You'd to have to train them right there in the ship. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of, like, once they oh, find yeah, and out. Then Luke meets a Dathomir girl that wants to mate with him. Teninial. Yeah. Teninial, which is a bad name. Teninial yeah. Ka, which. 
Oh my god. Has a connection to no. Jake's favorite series. Yeah. Oh, it's Tenennial Ka. Tenennial Ka. Tenel Ka in that book. Right. It's the Joe. Tenennial the Joe. Yeah. It's Tenel. So it's not Ka, huh? No. Okay. It's Tenen. 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 The way the Dathomiri live, they're like so offended that this culture doesn't respect men and that they take men as slaves and stuff like yes. that. Luke's like, you can't just take men as slaves and mate with them anytime you please. Exactly. He's like, I know yeah. you think that men are just garbage here, but back on the regular planets, we respect men. And I'm just like, oh, Wolverton, you got some issues to and, work through, but man. But yeah, and then all the women are just like, we don't. This is how we do it here. Yeah. We don't know any other ways. But there's never any <laughs> an acknowledgement from the author of like the out of character die or like paragraph. Like there's never any acknowledgement that oh, it's kind of like you know our civilizations are reversed and it's like maybe the way men do their civilizations is bad. No, it's always just like this is bad. The way that the Dathomiri and the Hapens live, that's bad. They shouldn't do that. Yeah, I feel like a good thing about. Rebels and Clone Wars and stuff is like whenever they would present a new culture that used the force differently, like the Lasat, it was always like, we need to respect their culture. They're right. different from us. Right. Their beliefs are different, but that's okay. And this book is like, no, 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 no. The death of Mary, they're like, they're messed bad. up. Yeah, they it's don't bad. they don't do it the way England did <laughs> the years ago. <laughs> Screw those guys. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. And that's not the way the king intended it. <laughs> so bad. It's insane politics of this book is just insane it's kind of crazy so yeah luke does kind of get to he, he rounds second with with Tenenio. i'm for at sure the page right now there's the whole thing where <laughs> han is captured by the the dathomiri and he has to go find a woofa out of the ground oh, God. we could talk about the woofa, i was confused by this which woofa is just stuff. like yeah. a giant worm i guess but it takes him like hours to pull a worm out of the ground and then once he does, he's like a hero because he pulled a worm out of the ground. I, do you think Star Wars writers ever step back and think, what, am I doing? what did I just write? What is this? Here's like here's Han's thoughts about catching this woofa, which is a stupid word that I hate that I keep saying. <laughs> woofa. The worm twisted in Han's grip, turning its orifice toward him and spat a pitcher of liquor into yeah, Han's face. That's the part that began that wheezing and hissing. No, don't like any of that. Nope. Spat a pitcher? Nope. A pitcher of liquor into Han's face. No, thanks. He could feel the worm tensing, using the friction of the no. ground to pull itself back. Stop saying worm and tensing and friction. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sweat was no. running down his face, down his hands, making his making his grip precarious. No, no! But after Han. another three minutes, he got another meter of the woofa up. Oh, Behind text is all coming out now. Behind him, other men had grabbed the thrashing head of the thing and held it. <laughs> what did we read? Dave Woofaton, what are you doing? <laughs> so eventually he pulls it out and he's like, Why did I do that? And he saw them like they were just using them as ropes. These dead worms, they would use them as ropes for their rancors. It's the That's only it. reason they use them. I he like would, that they knew what ropes were. This scene yeah, was like, like two no, 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 we don't use those. We use worms. <laughs> if they executed off-worlders, this is his thinking, off-worlders, maybe being Han Solo, the heroic woofa grabber had just saved his life. <laughs> and then he's like thinking, I'm like, at this point, I wrote like, what the word in my book? Because he writes- What the friend? What the friend? He says- What the friend? What if it, he's like- thinking about why did I have to do this? Why did I have to pull this up? And he's like, what if it had medicinal properties? 
These people were at war. Maybe they applied wolfahide to their wounds as an antibiotic or boiled it down to make anti-aging drugs. Why, thinking. once Han thought about it, there was no telling what you could do with a wolfah. <laughs> <laughs> But but this nothing book comes of that. Is inexplicable. But then nothing comes of that. Yeah, it's no. just a weird paragraph where Han is thinking about the medicinal properties of a wolf, <laughs> yeah. and then he's done, and then it's done. And These women are so wasteful. Think of all the <laughs> oh, think of all the uses you could have for. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably curing of diseases and stuff. Oh, we get to see a. Oh, here's a one of my breast counts. Breast count. A woman is like making a prediction, a prophecy. Go ahead, Demaya, the old woman said, pulling open her robes, revealing a shriveled breast. What? What? Like, like, right. I don't know. Here. You will see a shriveled breast that's in this book. Here's three other breasts. Great. <laughs> what is this? That movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. On? I can't think of. 166. Okay. Um, she shrieked for help. The flames dug into her like fiery claws. The world reeled and the blue lightning played over her. It touched a breast. <laughs> now! <laughs> and the breast went so cold it felt as if it had been severed. Oh, God. And then the next page. Um, this girl has passed out and she has burns and scars all over her body. Guess where he starts to heal first? <laughs> yeah. Luke pulled at the charred leather of her tunic until it ripped. Then traced his fingers over the wound on her breast. <laughs> his hand was cool, soothing like a balm. Oh, and she faded okay. into a deep, uneasy sleep. Yep. So he is oh, touching he this is. woman's breast as she's she falls uneasy. asleep. Yep. Yeah, she's uneasy about it. Consent wasn't a thing, right? Ever back then? <laughs> not my Apparently it, not. It didn't exist in the nose. I'm going to use my force quaaludes. Oh my, we haven't even got to the second song. No, the second <laughs> song. We're getting to the second song soon. Tenenio reached up under the blanket, touched her breast where the Jedi had rested his fingers. Someday, she thought, someone will fill this emptiness inside me. <laughs> Cheesy Pete's. This book is so bad. Dave Wolverton. There's nothing, there's nothing like redeeming. Get your woofa in order and write a new book <sighs> apologizing called The Apology of Dave Wolverton. I don't know. <laughs> He should apologize, honestly. So, yeah, there's just like a lot of examples of bad writing, too. Like, Yeah, we haven't read any yet. Yeah, we haven't read any we'll, we'll yet. We'll get to them. It'll we'll be surprising to, to learn that there's also bad writing. Like, one of the things I noted that made Han just not sound like Han at all is it's, he's just quoted as thinking to himself, Great. I win a planet in a card game, and to top it off, I'm allergic to it. Like, it's just <laughs> silly yeah. little one-liners. That you cannot imagine Harrison Ford saying. Th this ever book in his cannot life. decide on a tone. No, you can't. It can't. Because it goes. It should be from... called atonement. Uh, Jake, I'm really <laughs> glad you're here. <laughs> I know you mean that. <laughs> Adding these little one-liners, you sound like Han Solo. <laughs> oh my God! Here's a terrible line. So. Everyone's trying to claim Leia from the Dathomir by saying that he saved her life. If you save someone's life, you get to claim them on Dathomir. <laughs> so this old Dathomir lady, after like the third person claims to have saved Leia at some point in her life, she's like, bah, three new men in the village and only one of them eligible and him just barely. It sounds to me as if every man up there in the stars must have saved Leia at least once. It's just like, that's, I don't like that. That's not Leia. Ew. She famously, like, takes charge as soon as Han and Luke find her in A New Hope. Someone's got to save our skins. Yeah. Like, that's who By Leia is. By which I mean is. you. Yeah. That's who Leia is. Yeah. And not this person who has to be rescued three times in this book. 
by different men. Should oh. we like kind of skim the rest of this we one here? I mean, we're got we're getting near the end of it. We're getting to the second song. That's the important <laughs> gotta part. Gotta sing the second song. So yes. we're gonna do a dramatic reading here of Han, Leia, three PO all trying to go to sleep on Dathomir while they're like running away from everybody. They're having trouble sleeping because they're thinking about how bad this book is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here. Burn. It was quiet, and Han could not quite get to sleep. 3PO walked around the room nervously and then said, Princess Leia, would you like some relaxing music to help you sleep? The golden droid stood in the center of a stone room, eyes shining, his head tilted to one side. Music? Leia asked. Yes, I've written a song, 3PO said, and I thought you might appreciate it if I sang it to you. His tone said that he'd be offended if she didn't listen. Leia frowned, and Han rather pitied her. He'd never heard 3PO sing, but he couldn't imagine that it would be much good. Sure, Leia said hesitantly. But maybe just the first verse. Oh, thank you, 3PO said. I've titled my song The Virtues of King Han Solo. A musical intro with horns and strings began playing, and Han found himself a bit surprised. He knew that 3PO could mimic other voices, and he'd heard the droid give some nice sound effects when telling stories to the Ewoks, but he'd never heard music coming from the droid. 3PO did a rather convincing impression of a full symphony orchestra. Then, he began swirling and dance, doing a soft shoe that scraped and echoed over the stone floors, and the droid sang in a voice that sounded an awful lot like Jukas Alim, one of the galaxy's more popular singers. of horns and drums and a, and a tap routine, then took a bow to Leia. Leia just stared at him with an expression somewhere between bewilderment and horror. Hey, that's pretty good, <laughs> Han said. How many more verses do you have? Only 15 so far, 3PO said. But I'm sure I can come up with more. Don't you dare, Leia said, and Chewie roared his agreement. <laughs> Perfect. So there's a really weird song. And tap routine. And tap routine <laughs> that 3PO does. And honestly, like those parts of the books are so silly. And oh, yeah. I find it kind of enjoyable. And guess what? We're 75% of the way through the book at this point and nothing yeah. has happened. Nothing has yeah. happened. But like, and that's the problem with the tone of this book is you go from that to three pages later, like a, a Dathomiri witch getting like her bones and flesh crushed. And breast. And breast. And like they describe in detail how this woman was like crushed <laughs> and, de and decapitated. Yeah. And it's just like the tone of this book is all wrong and Tap all Tap dancing and decapitation by hey. Dave Overton. <laughs> Sounds like good. That's a good band. <laughs> he kind of is. Uh, Heavy metal tap. 
Is there anything else we need to say? I mean, it all resolves itself. So, I mean, like, Luke and Tenennial have this little romantic fling, but ultimately... But she's also liking Isolder yeah. in some weird and way. And ultimately, at the end, of course, we know that Han wins Leia over. Right. For no Somehow. Which, Basically by killing the Zizhurs. He's been the biggest douche the whole yeah, time. Yeah, and honestly, like, if you kill the bad guy, I guess I love you. Can we, could have, can we put a PSA out there right now? Sure, public service announcement. Don't like douches. If a yeah. man... I don't care what kind of relationship you've if had with this man previously. If he kidnaps you and shoots you, don't love him. If a man shoots you and kidnaps you and and takes you somewhere, leave. Like don't don't <laughs> yeah. fall in love with him. That's not good. Unless he kills uh, the king of the empire. If he kills War- Warlord Zinj, yeah. then you have our permission to fall in love with him. Well, then he can claim you. Right, then he can claim <laughs> you. But otherwise, if someone kidnaps you, don't don't make it okay by falling don't in love with Don't give them a second chance. Don't give him a second chance. If he does not train, deserve a second away. chance. What if he trains like Siri on his phone to sing a song for you? Well, I mean, that's pretty cute. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> did you do that, Jake? Yeah. No, that, you yeah. Got yeah. But I did. <laughs> I did kidnap her, but then I did a tap routine. <laughs> okay. I'm going to finish this with one last point that I kind of like. Oh, I meant to say, Tenennial and Isolde get together. Oh, yeah, they get together. Mm-hmm. Like... She becomes Han the queen of his. And Leia get together. Yeah. And then Tenennial and Solder get together. And they have a good relationship with the Republic, I guess. Because yeah. they all like each other somehow. Even, and boy, even keep that Solder, in mind for next week's episode. <laughs> even as Solder and Han like come to an understanding like, and kind yeah, of like we're each bros. other by the end. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, but there are some cool moments where Luke is like talking to Tenennial because she can use the Force, obviously. She's from Dathomir. And he's like trying to teach her between the light and the dark side. And she ends up using the dark side a lot because all the Dathomir witches do. Because women are evil. Because women are evil and angry and all, all the time and, you know, rely on, you know, their emotions and not logic. Yeah. <sighs> that felt bad to say. So here's Teninio like, should we maybe do this one? Let's do this a serious dramatic okay. reading. Okay. So Teninio. They get in a fight, Luke and Teninio, with the other these bad Dathomir people, and she uses she relies on her anger to like kill a couple of them. She feels bad about it because Luke has been teaching her about the light side and the dark side. So we're starting with her like apology to to Luke. I'm sorry for what I did back at the prison. Teninio said, "I almost killed them." Suddenly, when I was angry, it seemed that nothing you had said made sense. I only wanted to kill them, put an end to their evil, yet your rules prevented me. They wanted you to try to kill them. They wanted you to give in to hate. I know, but in that moment, I couldn't see how the light side of the Force was stronger than the dark. I've never said it was stronger. If it is power that you want, it may be that both sides serve equally well. But look at the Night Sisters. Look at what the dark side offers. Fear instead of love. Aggression instead of peace. Dominion in place of service. And instead of contentment, consuming appetite. If you crave easy power, then the dark side of the forest offers what you desire, at the expense of all else you value. Luke touched each arm of the Rancors in turn, cooling them. Tenenio put her arms around Luke's chest, hugged him from behind, her cheek nuzzling his shoulder. And what if I crave love more than anything else? Will the light side of the Force lead me to it? It was hard not to understand her question, but Luke was tempted to feign confusion. Luke found her attractive, but to profess love would be misleading. I don't know. I believe it could. 
Before you came, I saw you and Isolder in a vision. I'd been lonely for so long living in the wilderness, and I only wanted to find a husband and rejoin my clan. So and scene and scene. So like <laughs> women only need um, to find a husband and then they'll be happy. Mm. Yep. First of all. Yep. And what really what bothers nice me, book. what really bothers me about that scene is that there's I there's a really cool line in there. Luke says some cool stuff mm-hmm. when he's talking about. I never said the dark side or the light side was stronger. Yeah, yeah. It's just like about you know if if his power is all that you want. It may be that both sides serve equally well. That's cool. I yeah. like the fact that, you know. I honestly can't believe George liked this book so much because this, yeah. this does like set the tone for Luke in the entire old EU yeah. of his like neutral grayness. Plus, Yoda specifically says that the dark side is not stronger, just right. quicker yeah. and more seductive. Right. So, But this Luke's is just like, no, it could be as strong. Butthole. <laughs> but it's just like, you know. I like that he says you can be powerful, but you won't be happy if yeah. you're with the dark side. Yeah, I agree. Which I is that was I, that's cool. Um, and, then and, then it's, like, and then it's ruined by her immediately saying, "I want cheek. a husband." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of how this book goes. There's cool mm-hmm. moments. There's a cool idea, and then it's ruined by Dave Wolverton. All of a sudden, Leia loves Han again. Luke yeah. almost dies again. That's a common theme in the ODU. Luke, di- almost, Luke almost dies, dies a lot. lot. Like, like, do they really think people were getting to think that Luke died? Yeah, like, I mean, like, if Luke died in the middle of a trilogy, that'd be so crazy. Well, yeah, he's not going to die in any of these books, people. He's only going to die in a movie. He's only going to die in a movie. <laughs> he's only going to die. <laughs> he's only going to die in a movie. He's only going to die in a movie. Do we get a cool scene? There's a couple cool scenes. Like, Chewie gets one moment where he beats up a bunch of Night Sisters and whatever. That's cool. Rancor's beat up a he bunch of He beats their magic people. with punching. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how good Wookiees are. Uh, here's a moment where I wrote, for kids, please, Luke <laughs> shouted, but the girl began singing another spell. Suddenly, Tosh reared up behind her, smashing Tosh's uh, Rancor, not Tosh.0. He's a, <laughs> this is a rancor. Suddenly, Tosh <laughs> reared up behind her, smashing the Night Sister with one great blow that thundered into the ground with the wet smack of pulping flesh and the crackling of bones. This is a book for young oh. children, right? Actually, it's not. But it's just like, uh, it's bad. But if you were to like let your kid pick up any other EU book, you wouldn't be worried about the content. No, absolutely no. not. Maybe like the lightsaber fights are a little more graphic, but right. I mean, in general, think- like the other EU books are maybe just more like confusing for kids, right? Not there's gross. there's no like graphic weird stuff, yeah. in- or like sexual stuff, suggestive at all. material. Yeah, there's none of that. The I've read a lot of EU. The only moment I can think of is in that Darkness trilogy. Mm-hmm. It mentions Jason and Tanel going off into her bedroom. Yeah. And then and it then, cuts. Like, it cuts cut. out. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. <laughs> and then they have a baby like three get, books later. You so get an implication, but that's it. Yeah. I know um, how they made that baby. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Jake. <laughs> you get a scene of Chewie ripping a Night Sister's arm off because he's Chewie. So that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that that stood out to me like, oh, well, of course you had to rip someone's arm off. <laughs> Teninio later, after the, even after that speech, she uses the dark side again. And she, yeah. she bursts a blood vessel and she gets like a tender bruise beneath her eye, the mark of a night sister. I thought that was kind of a neat idea that the night sisters look the way they do because 
they're so full of hate that they like burst the blood vessels in their faces mm-hmm. that's why they look so beat up that's kind of what they imply is that yeah. people who remain on Dathomir like, become night sisters like, th- right right am right. i wrong with that and and it's kind of neat because i've never thought about it like in every video game ever when you play a dark side character your face looks bad. Like they change your character model to look yeah, bad. Yeah. And I've always thought, well, that's kind of funny. But the thought of like, oh no, this is actually doing physical harm to your body. You're like bursting blood vessels and that's why your face looks so bad. Like for example, cool. if somebody like used force lighting and it was like reflected back on them, <laughs> you'd like no, that. No, see, like that's stupid. <laughs> I can't wait till we watch that movie. I know, right? Um, Everything in the end is all right. Like we said, Han and Leia make up because she's a weak woman in this book and doesn't like oh god she says she likes the way han's pants fit at the end here <laughs> i just flipped to a page that says that oh yes mustn't forget what final thoughts on this book it's shocking how bad it i mean we've read it some really crummy eu books yeah. in our in our run here but this is like kind of shocking and it's 94. It's not that old of a no, book. No, it's really not. Well, when you compare it to like the Thrawn trilogy, trilogy that's being written at the same time as this. Right, yeah. This is utter garbage. It really is. I mean, you would think that what Timothy Zahn did was set like a precedent for kind of quality writing and setting a good standard for kind of emulating what the movies yeah. did and Apparently, that's not what people Like, we've are. talked about this book now, and I have no problem chucking it in the trash. Oh, no. I'm never, I'm never yeah. going to read this book. Yeah. Again. This is it going was, to... I'm glad I read it once for the podcast. Sure. And Oof. it was... We got some clicks was, out of it. It was kind of... We got some clicks. Um, Make sure you hit that button in the top right corner and hit, subscribe. Hit the bell icon. The X button. Ring the no. bell. <laughs> Exit out of your browser. <laughs> we... we um, it's a bad book full of bad writing, stupid things that happen. But overall, I'm mostly disturbed at how women are portrayed in this book. It's it's a real disappointment that this made it to shelves with like the hatred that I think the author feels or not even yeah. hatred but like the uh, how little respect he has for Question. women. When was George Lucas going through his divorce? Well, that's well. during that's during the eighties. That's during yeah. This was ninety four though, 94. and all this came out, and then he loved this book. It's Last Crusade is like ninety or ninety one. Yeah, oh, it's, um, I think Last Crusade is eighty nine. Yeah, I think that's right. So never mind. Um, yeah, he was working on the prequels, and he's like, "Well, guess what? All the women are going to die in my prequel trilogy." <laughs> Yeah, Han said. But I love the prequels. Now that the Papa Shark is dead, all the little baby sharks will have to start gobbling each other. (laughs) Yeah. How do we skip that part? Imagine Harrison Ford saying that line. The Papa. Now that the Papa Shark is dead. This is after they kill War War Shark. Bad book. Bad book. Troubling book. Problematic book. How are we going to rate the book? Yeah. Are we going to figure out a new system or do we just give this like. Yeah. You how know, many how many wa- wa- woofers out of ten? How many woofers out of breasts? How many woofers <laughs> would you yank? <laughs> Zero. Or, yeah. I think what we should do if we're talking about EU books in particular is like, would you recommend people read it on entertainment value alone? No. No. Yeah, I agree. I I feel like 
I think you should listen to this it. episode of our podcast. Yeah, I would say yeah. the same thing. Not read the book. Like, listen to somebody talk about yeah. it. Yeah, it's it, not worth it's not worth reading. Don't for make even for even the funny that. moments. We mentioned the funny moments. It and is like, crazy, mm-hmm. but it's not like watching a bad movie where it's like <clears throat> no. two hours of your time or less. It's I mean, this is if you're a slow reader. If you're a slow reader like me, it's gonna take you days of your life, and you're not gonna get that back ever. Hey. Thank Audible for abridged versions of bad Thank book. Audible? Is that what you said? Thank Audible. <laughs> dot com. Um, Han gives the planet back to the death of Mary people in the end. Oh, yeah. So nice of him to give them their planet that he never really should have owned in the first place. I'll keep your billions, though. Yeah, he should have kept the friggin' billionaire. He should have kept the billions, honestly. Boy, he should have a lot more resources by the time he's in that <laughs> Thrawn trilogy. Uh, well, uh, this well, was the episode. Who hosted this? It was I, oh, I did. I yeah. Remember. So this is a bad book. I give it zero breasts out of ten. I, I guess I would say it gets a two out of ten. Give it a two. Woofers. I mean, I'll I'd give say it a point five for the cool Luke moments. Yeah, there's good Luke moments, yeah. and it's it, it is enjoyable to read. Actually, I mean, it's I guess in a sort of like. Hey, isn't you like it... being mad at everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, for the kind of book that this, you're, you're obviously going into it with the intention of reading a bad book. Yeah. by th- To that end, you are going to have yeah. a good time. Trying to enjoy a genuinely good Star Wars book. No, of course. It's very bad. Hmm. Jasmine? A like one wolf out of like a hundred wolfless. <laughs> I'm thinking of like the bad movie scale, like like watching enjoyable bad movies. Like this is an enjoyable like bad some, movie. yeah. At some points, I found myself being like, oh, oldie you, I kind of miss this. And, yeah, like, and I'm kind of more excited to now go read more oldie you books. Yeah, it did get me yeah. interested in reading good you books. True, yeah. say. I was true. Like, Boy, I'd like more of this good stuff. Yeah, if <laughs> this book exists. was good, I'd like it. That's <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. I was thinking the whole time. Uh, okay, well, that's going to do it for us. Sorry about this insanely long episode. You mean two-part episode, I think. It might be a two-parter. Yeah. I don't know. We can't do that. It's two hours <laughs> yeah, and 14 minutes. We said we were going to do three episodes on this book. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I like it when we just have a long episode every now and again. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, this has been delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you um, lovingly, I guess. What? I know. I was trying to think of a word from this book. Hatefully. Woofily. Woofily. By the loquacious... And woofly instruments. And woofly, <laughs> by the soothing yet loquacious instruments of your hosts, <laughs> Riley, Jake. Yeah. Jasmine. What a man solo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bye. I guess that's it, right? Bye. That's what we say. Bye. Oh my god, her hair looks so good. <laughs> Did she get a haircut? She got it colored red. Oh, let me oh, see, let me see. see her red It hair. looks really good. Aww, it does look, look really good. good. I always told her she looked good with red hair. Tell oh her, my god. Is it? Is this because you've been playing a lot of Spider-Man? And you want her <laughs> yeah. to look like Mary Jane? And I've been reading about Mara Jade, and I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> if you could be more like this person. Just no reason, but I just really <laughs> want your hair to be red. Honestly, with her with red hair and the way you look... You guys could be Peter Parker. Actually, and Mary yeah. Jane. yeah.
You guys can cosplay them very easily. That's super true. <laughs> I said Han equals a fanboy favorite because what did I write what? here? This is a theme of the show: is Riley being unable to read his own handwriting. I, really, this is a theme of the Tune show. Tune into our last show. Chauvinistic I racism, the writer. <laughs> his mind did a little flip. <laughs> That's cute. His mind is cute. His mind did a little flip. That's one we can't even read on air. We can't even read that on air. That's we can so read it bad. Comment. <laughs> Carry the masterpieces from over five million cultures in my memory banks. Here's my favorite. From Chukthai. It would be foolish not to read any of that, by the way. Oh. We can, I mean, we can read that whole thing because then it goes right into the... When lightning rushes over the evening plains. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. The gentle music of the words. I don't think it's... I think it's just a poem. The soft curling snarls, the muted thunder. What does that mean? I smell your sweet spore. <laughs> <laughs> 